Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Change is coming. I believe my change is coming. I believe my change is coming right now. I don't know if you can get there with me. I believe my change is coming. Tell somebody in your neighborhood. I believe my change is coming. I believe my change is coming right now. Listen, I need you to get in faith with me, and I'm going to sing it over you again. I believe my change is coming. Can I speak over you? I believe your change is coming. I believe your change is coming right now. You ready? Because tomorrow, about this time, tomorrow, about this time, tomorrow, about this time, come on, y'all, tomorrow, about this time, things are gonna change. This time, everybody stand and prophesy over your whole situation. About this time, hey, hey, tomorrow, about this time, things are gonna change. Yeah, yeah, tomorrow, about this time. Come on, give them a wave offering and declare it. One more time tomorrow about this time. About this time. Things are gonna change. Now listen, you may not believe that, but a couple weeks ago Kevin Wallace was with us in service. And for some reason he started singing that. And there's a family they're watching right now, I'm sure. They're they're in our online church. They're in Ocala. And they were sitting there singing that and, you know, just said, I wonder what's going to change tomorrow about this time. The very next day, about that time, her brother called. They had some property up in, I don't know where it was. But this man out of the blue said, I want to buy all that property and I'm going to give you $4.6 million for it. She said we weren't even expecting it. But the next day, God gave us a supernatural breakthrough. I don't know. If you can get there and say, I'm going to have to break you, and they're coming quick. Somebody throw up your hands and say, tomorrow about this time. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow about this time. Somebody say it. Tomorrow about this time. Get faith in your spirit and declare it. Tomorrow about this time. Things are going to change. Things are gonna change. 
they give me 24 hours? Or they give me a season? A day in the Bible is a season. But I hear the Lord say, get ready. I'm turning things around in a day. I'm turning things around in this season. Somebody give God praise like you believe it. Tell your neighbors, say, take a good look at me. Today, because tomorrow, I'm going to be looking different. Come on. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking better. Tomorrow, I'm going to be looking better. <laughs> good Lord, I feel like preaching. Well, are you ready? Stand for the reading of God's word. The devil is in trouble. I, listen, I made such a racket that my phone, it, my, my watch just said, it looks like you've taken a fall. Do, do you need to call 911 or I'm okay? I'm better than okay. Come on, I'm saved and sanctified. You know, I'm looking around the audience today. I think I'm, I might have dedicated the grandbaby, this is how old I am, of a guy who, I, who was in my youth group I think his son was here today, Feliciano. I, I'm not sure. But if, if you're in the room, wave at me. But I, I dedicated that baby today, and I'm thinking about legacy. And then on the front row, we've got our campus pastor from Panama City. We just clothed on their building. Come on. And this is my nephew. He Kimfo. How many of you know that this gospel message, man, it's for the generations. Can I get a witness here? So I'm, I'm going to preach today, and what I need for you, precious, to hear this message with is ears of faith. Who's ready to hear with ears of faith? I believe God's going to unlock something today. Then Elijah said, 2 Kings 7, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time. Y'all, saying somebody tomorrow. You're singing the Bible. Things are gonna. Oh, you ought to give God a shout in here. It's about to change. Tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. That's cheap, y'all. And two seals of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. There's a horrible famine going on. And here's what the officer on whose hand the king leaned answered and said to the man of God. He said, look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could these could this thing be? And he said, in fact, you will see it with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. I want to preach for you, to you along these lines for just a few minutes. Tomorrow about this time. Ah. Tomorrow about this time. Tell everybody on your road. Things are gonna change. If you believe it, one, two, three, give God a shout of praise. Something's about to shift. Something's about to move. <laughs> Something's about to open. Uh, so, Father, we don't hear this word today with ears of doubt or ears of, ears of fear. 
we know that this is not a magic formula. This is a faith formula. So God, we declare that in 24 hours, things are going to shift. But we also understand that a day in the Bible is also known as a season. That in these weeks coming, that there are going to be supernatural changes, supernatural breakthroughs, financial breakthroughs, family breakthroughs. Things are changing, and we give you praise. If you love the Lord, give Him a praise right now. Come on. All right. Be seated. Let's jump right on this. If you're ready, shout, I'm ready. You by live stream, thank you for being with us. Listen. I am here today to encourage those who want to be encouraged. Now, if you are married to your misery, have you ever known folk that were married to misery? I can't help you. But if you want to get a divorce from depression, I'm your man. Hallelujah. Now, the first thing I want to show you, precious, is this. There is something more certain than your circumstances. At times in life, we'll feel encircled by sinister situations, attacks of the enemy. But I've come to tell you today that no matter what it looks like, no matter what your situation is saying to you, there is something more certain than your circumstances. Let me really mess up the attack of the enemy in your life. Your destiny is greater than your dilemma. So somebody ought to just write that down. You ought to tell your neighbor that. Tell them, say, your destiny is greater than your dilemma. I don't care what it looks like, what it feels like. Put your hand on your chest and say that. Say, my destiny is greater than my dilemma. If you believe that, give the Lord a little praise right in the beginning of this teaching. Here's the issue in 2 Kings. Verse 25 of chapter 6 says that there was a great famine in Samaria. They besieged it. Somebody say besieged. Say, say besieged. I can't hear you. Say besieged. There you go. They besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and one-fourth of a cab of dove, dove droppings. That's really just a kind of a pea or a bean that they were eating for five shekels of silver. Now, as we peruse this scripture here in 2 Kings, we see a desperate nation in a desperate situation, in a desperate time. Samaria is about 1,400 square miles. It's an agriculturally rich area. I've been there many times. But in this particular time of history, their agriculture was failing them, and they were facing tragic and cataclysmic events. Anything that could go wrong was going wrong. And in the midst of all their struggle, the Bible says, according to Scripture, they were besieged by the Samaritans, by, by the Syrians. Now, when you are besieged, when you define the word besieged, it means this. It means under assault, bound, distressed, cramped, confined, and imprisoned. And there are some people in the room today, some people watching online, and it seems like in this last season, you have been under assault. You have been besieged. You have been bound, distressed, cramped, 
confined, enclosed, imprisoned. You feel confined. You feel, you feel enclosed. You feel trapped. But I came with a word for somebody in the room today that God is about to shift the thing and God is about to bring people out of their dilemma and into their destiny. Doubt and fear invade your mind at times like this, causing you to compromise your faith. It seems like you go through seasons where it's traumatic and the attack is relentless and the pressure is relentless. Here, these people are. They had paralyzed themselves in their situation and they are so besieged by the enemy until they had found themselves in this horrible famine. So much so that a donkey's head, which was considered unclean. Jewish people wouldn't have eaten donkey at all. But in this moment, a donkey's head sold for 80 pieces of silver and just a few ounces of dove's dung for five pieces of silver. Bear in mind now that Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. David bought a threshing, hold for 50, a threshing floor for 50 pieces of silver. Entire cities were bought for not much more than that. So they're eating donkey's head and paying 80 pieces of silver for it. But a side note here, donkey's head was unclean. When they ate it, they became unclean. You know you're in bondage when stuff that used to look bad to you starts looking good to you. Oh, don't, don't shout because I'm preaching good. Come on. You know you're in bondage when stuff you used to wouldn't have touched with a 10-foot pole starts looking good to you. These people were in trouble. They were in so much trouble that they had resorted to the cannibalization of their own children. The thing became so bad, the king is furious that at the end of chapter 6 here, he called for the death of Elijah. Can you imagine? Here he's calling for the death of the prophet Elisha. Now get a hold of this. Why didn't he say, let's tear down the Asher poles from Dan to Beersheba. Let's tear down the altars to false gods from Dan to Beersheba. Let's run the prophets of Baal out of town and let's return to the true and living God. But read the record. Instead of dealing with their issues, he blamed God. And there are times in our lives when we want to blame God when it's not God's fault. He should have torn down every false altar. He should have torn down the Asher poles. And he should have, yes, the one good thing they had going for them was they had a prophet who heard from the Lord. And I've come to tell you that in the end, America still needs prophets and preachers and men of God that will turn us back. How many of you want the voice of the Lord in your life? Okay, I'm going to ask you again. How many of you want the voice of the Lord in your life? When a nation gets in trouble, we don't need to blame God when we personally get in trouble. Sometimes we don't need to blame God. See, many want to blame God for their issues instead of breaking the bad habits.
and dealing with their own compromise and self-generated problems. Oh, I'm preaching now, aren't I? Have you ever known people that created their own drama? Look straight ahead and act like I'm not talking to you. Have you ever known people that were perpetually filled with drama? They, they had self-generated issues. Well, I don't know, apostle, she doesn't love me anymore. I don't know why she's leaving me. I don't know why she walked out on me. Maybe it's the Ford side chicks that you have. Y'all, y'all, maybe it's because you can't keep your britches up. Y'all don't make me preach. Maybe it's because she keeps checking, uh, catching you on porn at night. Y'all, I'm preaching better than you're letting know. Maybe homegirl's just sick and tired of it. Well, apostle, I don't understand. My finances are wrecked. I ain't got, I don't, I don't have anything. I'm broke, I'm busted, and now I'm disgusted. The Lord has abandoned me. It's God's fault. Maybe it was that $300 that you spent on lotto tickets instead of buying yours. But it was $1.6 billion. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Sometimes our issues are our own fault. But I believe that God is about to give us wisdom now. And we're going to overcome repeated behaviors that have defeated us. (laughs) So here they are. They're in trouble. They ain't got nobody to blame but themselves, touch your neighbor and say, don't blame God. Yeah. Now get a hold of this. One thing I love about the Lord is this. God has an incredible capacity for compassion. Truth is, I can get tired of folk. Oh, you, you, you all are so spiritual. You better pray for me. Do you ever just say, I'm just done with it. I'm just tired of it. Look at your neighbor and say, you know he's talking to you. Come on. But God has a capacity for compassion that I can't even understand. That even when we mess up, even when we're struggling and it's our own fault, God is still good to us and gives us a chance to be restored. So in the initial beginnings of this message, I want you to understand there is something more certain than your circumstances. You say, well, apostle, what is it? It is the word of the Lord. Your circumstances do not have the final word. Your circumstances don't have the final say-so. They don't have the final say-so about your body, about your healing, about your finances, about your family, about your children. The Word of God has the Word, the final Word. Watch this. They're messed up. They're hungry. They're eating donkey. Then Elijah said, Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time, the cost of living is going down. Y'all, what you couldn't afford today, it's going to be easy to buy tomorrow. Tomorrow about this time. Testify and say tomorrow about this time. 
Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow about this time, a sea of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two seas of barley for a shekel. At the gate in Samaria, the prophet said, get ready. He said, the cost of living is going way, way down. I'm, a, I'm about to see God move in such a way. He said, the cost of living is going way, way down. Now, now let, let's, let's go a little bit deep. Hear the word. Somebody shout word. That is a Hebrew word called dekar. So it means this. It means declaration and action. God said, when I say a thing, I do a thing. It's more than just a series of words. It speaks action. God said, I'm about to do something that when I say something, there's so much power in what I say that circumstances shift, that situations turn around. Hear the word of the Lord. Some of you need to look at your children and say, hear the word of the Lord. Some of you need to look at your financial situation and say, hear the word of the Lord. Some of you need to look at your depression and say, hear the word of the Lord. This is what God said, because when God speaks, God moves. Is there anybody here ready to get a Descartes? Are you ready to get a word from heaven? If that's you, one, two, three, give him praise. Understand that the word here denotes action. So here's what I need to tell you, precious, this morning. There is something more certain than your circumstances. And that is the word of the Lord. That's a word for somebody. Tomorrow, about this time, hear the word of the Lord. Tomorrow, about this time. God, I feel prophetic. I hear the Lord say, tell the people what was hard yesterday is about to get easy today. What you couldn't do yesterday, you're gonna be able to do today. What the enemy kept you from and was impossible for you yesterday, it's about to be cake today. <laughs> come on, I'm declaring it. The best is yet to come. It's getting better all the time. Come on, somebody. You're getting better looking every day. <laughs> come on. Stop, stop, stop saying words of doubt. Stop saying what all the doubters and, and the negative prognosticators say. Stop quoting all that negativity. Start saying what the Word says. Come on now. Who's ready to quote the Word? I'm more than a conqueror. Come on, somebody. I said, I'm more than a conqueror. It's time to get your swagger back. It's time, it's time to throw your shoulders back. I'm more than a conqueror. Help me, Holy Ghost. I, I'm, I'm an overcomer. I'm saved by the blood. I'm redeemed by His stripes. I'm healed by a sacrifice. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm blessed going in and I'm blessed coming out. Blessings are coming upon me and overtaking me. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed when I lay down. I'm blessed when I rise up. My enemies will come against me one way and they have to flee seven different directions. 
Come on. My children are blessed. My house is blessed. My family is blessed. I am blessed. Come on. In everything I put my hands to. I'm blessed. Shout if you're blessed in the room. Come on. Hear the word of the Lord. Now, this is important. This is what you cannot miss. There's something more certain than your circumstances, and that is the word of the Lord. The prophet said, get ready. Things are shifting. Donkey ain't on the menu tomorrow. Y'all don't make me go King James Version. You know King James Version, they call it a jackass. It's quiet in here now. You ever been trapped in a jackass season? Come on, somebody. Have you ever been, I feel like I'm meeting that every single day, but I came to tell you that tomorrow that thing is breaking and that donkey is not on the menu. That stubborn season, that hard season. God said, I'm about to unlock something. I'm a, come on, give God a praise if you're ready for a shift. Tell somebody in your neighborhood, say, hey, neighbor, you just sit there, but I need 30 seconds to give God a praise, because tomorrow, donkey ain't on the menu. Somebody's about to shift. Well, Pastor, I don't like that. Well, come back next week. Maybe I'll preach something you like. Maybe I won't. Come back anyway. Here's what you got to understand, precious. You, you can be mad at a word like this, or you can rise in faith to receive it. Because here's what I know. I've been doing this a long time. If you believe, you will receive. If you doubt, you'll do without. So how many are you ready to believe? Are you ready to believe? I saw, are you at home? Are you in the room? Are you ready to believe and receive? So an officer on whose hand the king leaned, lead, verse 2, chapter 7, answered the man of God, said, look, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. If the Lord would make windows in heaven, could this thing be? And the prophet said, listen here, homie. He said, in fact, you're going to see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Your doubt is going to cost you. My Lord, what a statement. He said, you will see it with your eyes, but you will never taste it. Listen, I'm thankful for what I've seen. I'm glad I've seen God move here, there, and everywhere, but I just don't want to see it. I want it in my life, and I want it in my church. I want to see God do great things for others. Make a little noise if you want to see your neighbors blessed. Okay. Now, let me ask you this. How many of you not only want to see your neighbor blessed, you want to be blessed? 
Okay, all you that are just sitting there going, I'm going to ask you one more time. How many of you want to walk in the blessing, breakthrough, and favor of the Lord? Come on. I said, how many of you want to walk in the blessing, favor, and breakthrough of the Lord in your life? If you want to, just make a little noise right now. Give me a praise right now. See, I, I, want, to, I want to walk under the favor of God. This man, because he doubted, the prophet said, you'll see it with your eyes, but you won't ever taste it. You better hear me today. You better be careful about speaking doubt over what God has blessed. You better be careful about speaking doubt over what God has said. My entire life, I've dealt with that. My entire ministry life, I've wrestled with that. People speaking, decreeing, and declaring. But I want you to know, if God said it, he's going to do it. If he spoke it, he's going to bring it to pass. There are many who can't even enjoy the fruit of what God is doing in your life because they spoke doubt over you. But you are still breaking through. Let me make it personal. There are many who cannot enjoy the fruit of what God is doing at Calvary because in their judgment and haste, they walked away and said, God is through with that place. But here we are, wall-to-wall people, this Sunday morning, eight campuses continuing to break ground because it doesn't matter what a hater says. It matters what God says. Tell your neighbor, say, hey, neighbor. Get ready. If God said it, it's coming to pass. Now give God a praise like you believe it. There are those who have spoken negatively over your life and mine. But you have to be bigger than the words of people. There are those through the years who have spoken negatively over this church. But here we are as strong, stronger than we've ever been in Jesus' name. Now, now, when I came here 25 years ago, they said, you know what? That's a preacher's graveyard. You don't need to go to Daytona, Volusia County. There's that little bitty town called Palm Coast, and now Palm Coast has blown up. We had almost 500 on our campus last week in Palm Coast. Y'all better give God praise. We're taking ground. God can't do anything in Daytona. You'll never build a multicultural church in Daytona. Look around. I, I said, look around. White folks, black folks, Hispanic folks. Come on, somebody, rich folk. Folks that are getting blessed. Come on. We've got every kind, every color, every background. You know why? Because it does not matter what people say. God has the final word. Sitting around eating hater tots. Let him eat them. Drinking haterade. Come on. Eating hater chips. I'm not scared of them. This man is a somebody. He's a shaker in the kingdom. And he said not if there were windows in heaven. 
Now, let me tell you something. That man was off because here's what I know. There are windows in heaven. And he said, I will open the windows of heaven and pour out on you blessings. Somebody shout blessings that you don't even have room enough to receive. I don't know who I came to talk to today, but I hear the Lord say, tell them God is opening windows of heaven over your life in the next season. Some of you say, well, apostle, I got too many issues. I've got too many problems. I've got too many things I'm looking at. Don't allow what you see to stop you from believing what God said. God is opening windows of heaven over your life. Kyle, I declare that God is opening windows of heaven over Babe County. I declare that Panama City is about to get in a head-rocking, sin-killing, revival, and outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Man, I'm freaking my watch out. If you're ready to see windows of heaven, one, two, three, give God a praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and guess what, precious? Not only are windows of heaven opening over your life, I say in faith, windows of heaven are opening to another dimension over this church. What's coming through the window? Healing is coming through the window. Power is coming through the window. Resources are coming through the window. Listen, don't kid yourself. That's why you're here this morning. I feel like running. I said, that's why you're here this morning. You're not here because the facilities are nice. You're not here just because you like Pastor John singing. You're not here because of the denomination. You're not here because of the location. You heard that there are windows open in the house and you won't watch the mouse if you want it. Give God a praise right now. <laughs> Come on, windows over youth ministry. Windows over young adult ministry. Windows over small groups. Windows over your finances. So you gotta, you gotta line your confession, line your life up with the word. Romans 4.17 says, call those things which do not exist. As though they were. If that doesn't get down in your spirit, call those things. Just tell your whole neighborhood, call those things that do not exist as though they were. The word call means to invite and receive. So invite it in. Receive it by faith. Call your bound son delivered. I said, call your bound son delivered. Come on. Call your lost daughter broke through. Call your finances in order. Speak those things that be not as though they are. I dare you right now to get something down in your spirit and begin to speak it. I speak America in revival. I declare a move of God. I declare an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I declare a unified church in the nation. I declare the agenda of glory. 
you have to invite it. You have to receive it. Come on. Who's ready to invite and receive it? So I want you in your mind right now, something you're believing God for. And your circumstances are testifying against it. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to call it in your spirit right now. Is it a child? Is it a financial situation? Is it a door that you need to see open? Come on, listen to apostle. I feel this in my spirit. I want you to call it right now. All right, did you do it? Now I want you to praise God that it's coming to pass. Yo, I need to finish this thing up, but I, I want you to, I want you to give God praise. Look at him running. I'm not scared if you run. I'm not scared if you leave. I'm not scared if you shout. Somebody right now call it. Invite it in. I'm inviting in revival. I'm inviting in breakthrough. I'm inviting in a turnaround. I'm inviting in healing. One, two, three, give God a shout of praise. Call that business blessed. Call that body healed. Call those children saved. You get home, they acting crazy. Put some Crisco on their head. Call your anointing forth. Call your marriage strong. Call your church in revival. Call your pastor skinny. Come on, somebody. Invite and receive it. Help me get in faith. Here's the word. Believe and receive. Doubt and do without. Simple as that. Now, here's how God's word comes to pass. Because if it's in his word, it will come to pass. Now, the king had appointed an officer on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. So this guy has authority, but the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Mm. Wait a minute, I left something out. Let me see. No, I didn't. There's something I can't miss. But the people trampled him in the gate and he died. Just as the man of God said, who spoke when the king came down to him. So it happened, just as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, two seas of barley for a shekel and a sea of fine flour for a shekel shall be sold tomorrow about this time. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Then that officer had answered the man of God and said, now look, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could such a thing be? And he said, in fact, you shall see it with your eyes, but you shall not eat it. He said, the Bible says, and so it happened to him, for the people trampled him in the gate. Well, why did that happen? Because God had moved supernaturally. God had caused breakthrough to come. And I want to say in this season, I want you to expect the unexpected. 
Well, apostle, what happened? Why did the guy get trampled? Why were people in a hurry? Here it is. 2 Kings 7, 3 and 7. Now, there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gate, and they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we stay outside the gate, we're going to die. If, if, we go to the, if we enter the city, we're going to die because there's famine in the city. Look, verse 4. If we say we enter the city, the famine is in the city. And if we shall die there. And if we sit here, we die also. Now, therefore, come. Let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall die. And either way, we're going to die. And they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one was there for the Lord had caused the army of the Syrians to hear the noise of chariots and the noise of horses and the noise of a great army so they said to one another look the king of Israel hired against us the king of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians has attacked us therefore they arose and fled at the twilight and left their camp intact their tents their horses their donkeys and they fled for their lives all their food had been left behind. All of their resources had been left behind. All of their money had been left behind. And these four leprous men walked in and received it. Here's what I've come to tell you. Never underestimate who and what God can use to bring you breakthrough. Oh, let me tell you something. The very last people you expect to help you can wind up helping you. When God got ready to use somebody, he used the disgusting in the eyes of the Jews, the unclean, the social outcast, the religious and moral outcast. He said, I'm going to take these that you didn't think I could use, and I'm going to uncover my plan and my breakthrough in their lives, and it's going to bless you. I've come to tell you that God is going to use some seasons and some situations and some people to unlock things in your life that you couldn't think would bless you. Some of you got it all figured out. It's going to be, the angels are going to sing, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. But God will make somebody you don't even like. God will make the people who spoke the worst about you. I feel it. God said, get ready. I feel like I get ready, 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 get ready. Prophesy to everybody on your row and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get your neighbor by the hand and say, hey, neighbor. Say, you can sit there if you want to. But I need a minute to, to give God praise. Because I know he can use anybody. If you believe that, give him praise. God said it's going to be unconventional. The Lord said it's not supernatural till it's unconventional. God said, I'm about to move in your situation in such a way that when I do it, you'll know it wasn't your gifting, it wasn't your skill, it wasn't your resources, it wasn't your money. God said, I'm about to move in such a way that when it manifests, all you can say, thank you, God. 
I don't know how you did it. I can't believe you used who you used. But I give you praise for it. One, two, three, lift the shout before the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Tomorrow, about this time, tomorrow, about this time, tomorrow, about this things are gonna get on your feet and sing it with me now children tomorrow yeah 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 somebody give him praise things are gonna somebody wave your hand Tomorrow. Come on, John, come out here and sing it with me, son. Tomorrow, about this time. Oh, tomorrow, about this time. Please don't let it change. Things are going to change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow, about this time. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yes, it is. Tomorrow, about this time. Things are going to change. I hear the Lord say, I'm changing doctor's reports tomorrow, about this time. The Lord said, I'm changing financial situations tomorrow, about this time. Listen, this may not be for everybody, but I hear the Lord say, look for 24-hour turnarounds. If you're ready, give God a shout of praise. Somebody give him praise tomorrow, tomorrow, about this time. Oh, yes, hallelujah. Tomorrow, about this time. Thank you, Jesus. Tomorrow, about this time. Things are going to change. Things are going to change. Yes, yes, I declare it over your life today. Tomorrow, about this time. talking about come on say it say it say it things are gonna change let me hear you again let me hear just you just you let every devil hear let every devil hear come on oh yeah you're getting in faith now come on somebody oh yes it is Tomorrow about this time. Oh, hallelujah. Tomorrow about this time. 
Yada. Yada means to throw up a praise. Like you're throwing a ball. Like you're throwing a spear. It means to throw your praise at something. If you study the word Yada, Yada is also the word where we get the English word axle. It means to turn. A wheel turns because of an axle. When you bring a yada, you throw your praise at it. And God said, even if you don't see it, bring me a yada and watch me turn it around. He said, bring me a yada and watch me turn it around. I dare somebody right now, throw your praise at it. Throw your praise at it. Come on, bring him a yada. for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.